Hello everyone, this is Damien and the Mindful Bipolar Podcast. I'm going to start this podcast off with a a line from a a favorite song of mine. It's by Connor Oberst and the song is called Salutations. Yeah, you know, this episode is uh, is going to be about depression and, and medicine and, you know, doing the things that we all need to do to prevent uh, episodes from happening, like depression. Um, how many of us, I'm, I'm included in, in this, uh, have thought that the medication isn't working? You know, Connor says he's had that same thought 10,000 times. And he's taking the medicine and it's only getting worse. I mean, I used to think that all the time. I never, you know, very rarely, I guess, that I think that medicine was working for me. But I never, I never took my meds consistently uh, for a long period of time every, every day or every morning and every night like I do now. You know, and I, I relied on alcohol or drugs to make me feel better for the time being. Um, but, uh, you know, not the, not the solution, you know, especially if you're seeing a psychiatrist and you've been prescribed meds and the psychiatrist has gotten to know you and, and know your moods and your episodes perhaps and, and your life and, and your doctor, your psychiatrist, your therapist, again, mine include, they want the best for us. They want us to be happy, to have good and productive lives, and to not uh, fall into the, the depression traps or get manic and lose, you know, months of our lives. It's you know it's hard to talk about depression. Uh, I don't I don't like it. I mean I I haven't had a, a horrible depression in uh, a year and a half now. But when I think back on those depressions, they're, they're not happy times at all, not good times. Uh, I, I tried to kill myself on two occasions. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in this episode, one of my suicide attempts. Um, I am very lucky. I feel very grateful and lucky to be here today speaking with you and hopefully imparting some knowledge and some life lessons for all of you to uh, to get something from or to pass along to loved ones or friends of yours who may be experiencing you know these episodes or are who are bipolar um, you know and I guess, I will say that my depressions, so many of them started with, uh, with me being hypomanic and manic, and that's how many of them started. I have still gotten depressed when I was not manic, but uh, getting manic always leads to a depression for those of us with bipolar disorder. 
Um, one story I guess I'll relate is it was the night of my uh, my oldest daughter's high school graduation, and um, I was so manic, and I drove. I decided to drive down there myself, and I was. Uh, popping at her all the time and, and smoking pot in the ride down and uh, was I there for her? I mean I was I celebrated a little bit I did see her and hug her and give her gifts but I wasn't present I was into my own manic world and what I was going to do next that was going to make me happy um I left her I left her the night of the graduation and I was driving back home and I had to use the restroom I stopped at a a, a restaurant bar along the way it was like 11 o'clock 11.30 at night for some reason they were still open I walked in and all these people were sitting at a bar drinking and I said oh I'm sorry to bother you I said I just wanted to use the restroom he's like no the, the owner's like come on in and sit down, have a drink, we're just uh, having a good time here, and, you know, they're playing music, and, and drinking, and the owner, his name was Pino, I was mad, I'm like, ah, Pino, I said, I'm going to call you Grigio, and he's, uh, he's playing his acoustic guitar, and, he, and he's playing Country Roads, and I'm filming it with my, uh, with my phone, and I'm singing along, with him on country roads and you know as I watch that video these days I just I cringe I I was so manic and uh, he told me well you can come back anytime Damien and you know you can we have open mic here every Friday I'm like oh that'd be awesome I never did open mic before and uh, you know eventually when I got home I did go back there uh, several uh, weekends and played open mic. Um, was I any good? Did I play well? Did I sing well? I guess that remains to be seen, but it was a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good time, again, you know, for a while. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, going to open mic and, and playing and singing and meeting people and partying and having a good time and, and using and drinking. I was staying at a, at a, at a motel uh, because I wanted to be away from anyone who knew anything about me or wanted to help me. So I just wanted to do what my thing. I wanted to do what I wanted to do to be happy that I thought was what I thought was best for me you know, drugs and alcohol and and not taking my medicine. Uh, and, you know, I stayed at the motel for a couple of weeks and, and, then I, and then I ran out of money because when you're manic, you are overspending or spending on things that aren't necessary, on things you don't need, such as a motel room, you know. Um, I, uh, I left the motel, I... I couldn't pay uh, for a room anymore. Moved back in with my parents uh, for about a week. Uh, still using, um, I told you, the, the Adderall, which I'd buy on the street because I had run out of my prescription 
meds uh, for Adderall and and smoking pot. And I was also into huffing then because I had met someone at the motel who I was cleaning my computer with the spray. He's like, oh, dude, did you ever, did you ever suck on that? I'm like, why? He's like, I, give it to me. And he took a, you know, he sucked it in and he started acting all weird and smiling and I'm like, oh man, give that to me and you know, wow, you know, what a what a high. Computer duster, <laughs> really? I mean, what the F man? And Yeah, so I got addicted to computer duster. Uh like I get addicted to everything. Uh you know, and so, you know, one of the days when I was back with my parents I had gone to the Walmart to get more duster and I don't really remember all the circumstances of this day I'm pretty sure I was huffing while I was in the while I was in the car and what happened was I I crashed my car I totaled the car life flight had to come and extricate me from the car cut me out and fly me to the uh, hospital I was in the ICU for six days, my mother tells me. I couldn't speak. Uh, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what was going on. Um, Some of the worst days of my life. Uh, I ended up staying at the hospital for 40 days and 40 nights. Uh, (laughs) And... um, I started to come around, I guess, when I was in the hospital, and but I didn't. I couldn't remember what had happened and what I'd been doing. They started giving me my psych meds when I was there, and I was taking them, and I couldn't walk. I I couldn't. I had just started to be able to talk to like formulate sentences and to think about things, and ran all these tests. And anyway, forty days. I was finally. Uh, released from the hospital and uh, I went home and I was in a severe dark and deep depression for two, three months I believe, maybe maybe longer four months, just laying in bed not doing anything sleeping, trying to sleep miserable barely eating barely doing anything uh, I used to play board games with my parents because they were trying to help my brain you know recover I couldn't read uh, I, I couldn't watch TV I just was sad and depressed and miserable and I wanted to die and I wanted it to all be over and you know I started thinking about suicide again and I had mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about the one of the suicide attempts that I unsuccessfully uh, went through uh, several years ago. But to finish the story of the the hospitalization and the depression, I then I just I just finally decided I wanted to try and try to get better and to try and recover and and get out of the depression so I started to get out of bed and I started to eat a little bit more then I started going for walks and uh, I was taking my meds as prescribed and seeing my psychiatrist 
and the walking and, and a better diet and the meds all helped. I started communicating with my daughters again. I had not been communicating with them for a few months. And, you know, I finally, uh, after several months, started to pull out of the depression and, you know, feel better and started to have a, an actual life again. But, um, you know, I want to talk about the depression I said, uh, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the suicide attempt. I was, this was uh, years before my, my daughter's graduation. Um, I had been staying with an ex-girlfriend's parents. Uh, she and I had been using consistently pretty much every day. Uh, I was drinking, um, you know, whether it was heroin or pills or, or cocaine or it was always something, but, you know, not my medicine, no exercise, uh, eat when I was desperate for something to eat, but not to sustain me or to, you know, have a good diet. Um, and her, her parents told her one day that they wanted me to start getting out of bed and doing something because I had just been laying around. We'd be up all night. I'd lay in bed until mid-afternoon. And this was going on, I guess, for a week or a couple weeks. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I, So I, I started blaming it on the meds that I was taking inconsistently I maybe I take them every other day or every couple days but I'm like oh maybe if I wouldn't take the meds I'd have more energy and I'd be happier so I stopped taking my meds and instead of laying in bed all day or most of the day for all these weeks I started to not sleep and you know not sleeping is you know a precursor to mania and um after several nights of not sleeping and not taking my meds at all, I uh, I started to get manic. And her parents went away on vacation. And one night, my ex-girlfriend was asleep. And I had set up these uh, wooden bunny rabbits all around her basement room and candles. And uh, I recorded a YouTube video of me... Uh, playing and singing a song to pass the time by Bright Eyes, and it's it's still out there on YouTube. Uh, Mangum Head is the name of the account, and it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the song, but when I think about that time in particular, I I don't like the song or what was going on. You know, that night I was up, I don't know if I even went to sleep, but I remember calling the sheriff or the state police at like 2 or 3 in the morning because I was so paranoid that everyone was out to get me, that people were looking for me, that something bad was going to happen. I mean, and that's what happens, you know, when you're mad, you're paranoid and hypersensitive to everything. And, you know, fortunately, the law never got involved, but her parents came home from vacation and, I guess her mother had talked to my mom and they were convinced I needed to be evaluated and um, they took me to a, an ER they, they did an evaluation 
and um, you know, I, ultimately it was a longer story than that. But I ended up in a psych ward, and when I got out of the psych ward, I uh, after being manic for a few weeks, I fell into a depression, and it was a crippling depression. And I, again, did not want to get out of bed, did not want to do anything. I wasn't even using drugs or drinking. I was just fed up, and I'd given up, and I decided today is going to be the day I'm going to end my life. I had read or watched something about you could lock yourself in a garage with a car running and, and, you know, and die from the carbon monoxide fumes, so I... My parents had a garage. I remember, well, the first thing I did was, I got to finish this book before I go and kill myself. I want to see how it ends. I finished my book. I, My dog was following me around. I went over and gave him a hug and petted him and told him I loved him. I wrote a note to my kids saying that I was sorry for everything. And uh, I got into the the car in the garage and closed the doors and started the car and put a a CD on and closed my eyes and was thinking this is it sayonara you know and at some point my mom heard the car smelled the fumes opened the garage door came in pulled me out of the car I was passed out uh, drove me to the ER. I was in the ICU again for several days with uh, officers or someone watching over me so I didn't leave. And then I end up in the uh, in the psych ward again. You know, it was uh, not a good time, and I. Uh, Again, it took me it took me months to pull out of that uh, depression. Started taking my pills again, my medicine, and I wasn't using drugs and I wasn't drinking. But it's a long it's a long journey back, and it's not easy, you know. So we need to prevent those manias those episodes from coming on because you know going from from mania to depression is is uh it sucks the life out of you and you lose time that you can't can never get back uh yeah you know just uh just talking about this and remembering all this now is it's so upsetting I You know, and I, I feel so, I've been feeling so good and positive for the past year and a half. Like, I just, I feel like I've turned a corner. I'm in this recovery from my bipolar disorder. I know that it's ongoing, and I know I will never be fully recovered. But, you know, there are things that I do every day to prevent those types of episodes from happening again. And... You know, when it's gone on for this long, this these 18 months, I start to forget about the moods or the episodes I had previously. 
but I, you know, I at the same time, I also know how easy it is, or easy it would be to fall back into the life I was living, you know, using and drinking excessively, and not taking my medicine. Um, but I, for these eighteen months that I'm in this recovery, I have not missed a single dose of my medicine, my morning meds, my night meds. And, you know, I'm not even taking that many. I mean, in the past, it was always several pills and different doses and anti-anxiety meds and antidepressants and see what would work. And if that wasn't working, I just never, I never felt like any of the meds were working because I, I, you know, number one, I wouldn't always take them every day and two just going from one to another and trying to find out what is the right mix you know I just you know like uh, Connor Ober said it's it's only getting worse and it, and it did and you know but these days uh, I take lithium and Neurontin every day uh, and the only other psych med that I take is Trazodone and the Trazodone is is for my sleep. The lithium is a mood stabilizer, and the Neurontin, I believe, is also a mood stabilizer. I don't think FDA, the FDA has actually, you know, whatever, recommended it or for certain things, but the Neurontin has helped pull me out of the mild depressions I've been in in the past 18 months, a couple of them. And the lithium definitely has helped stabilize my moods, kept me out of mania, um, you know, and so, you know, for all of you out there, you know, meds or no meds, or should I take this med or that med, you know, you got, you have to talk to your doc and, and be honest with your doctor, your psychiatrist and tell them him or her, if the meds are working or what you think about the meds, or maybe we should try this or do you think maybe a lower dose, you know, and also do some research on your own. Um, BPHope.com is a great site for researching on bipolar disorder. Um, there are several out there. That That's a very good one. Uh, PsychCentral.com is also a good one. You know, but for me, with the lithium, uh, for example, I've been on doses of lithium 450 milligrams a day to 1,350 milligrams a day, and it took years, but I've, I found a, a good dose now. I take 900 milligrams a day, and that has stabilized me. I mean, too much was just not as helpful, and too little didn't help really much at all, but at the, back then, I wasn't honest with my doctor to tell him, or or maybe I did, but I was also using or, or and or drinking, and that affects the ability of the medicines to work. Absolutely, positively, uh, you can read article after article about that. It's definitely going to affect the efficacy of your medicine. You know, so. And I mentioned, too, I mean, I used to take antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds like Clonopin and uh, Ativan, but, you know, antidepressants, they've they've discovered and it's, it's been found that they 
tend to uh, promote manias for bipolars. They're they're not recommended for most bipolars. And uh, anti-anxiety meds, they're addictive. I was addicted to Clonopin. I was addicted to Xanax and Ativan and you know, I wanted more, I would take more than prescribed, and that is not the best thing. So when I told my doc, my psychiatrist, that I was an addict, you know, this was years ago, and I couldn't take Adderall anymore, or Clonopin anymore, you know, that has helped my treatment, that I've been honest, and I'm getting the right meds that work for me, and for my life. You know, some some of the meds that I took, they they just made me into someone I didn't like. And others made my bipolar worse, which I'm sure some of you have experienced yourself. You have to find the right meds. It's not going to happen overnight, you know, or in a, more than likely not in a short amount of time. But, you know, being honest with your, with your doc and being honest with the people who love you, who care for you, who want the best for you. You know, letting them know what's going on in your life and how how you're doing and how the meds are working or and what else you're doing to you know to help your mental health besides the meds. You know, I've I've talked about that for me, you know, the exercise is is such a big thing. I mean, I've been exercising almost every day now for a year and a half and it has helped you know, more than I can even explain, and sleep is so key, uh, getting a good night's sleep consistently has absolutely helped keep me out of a mania, which would then lead to a depression, and, um, you know, that's, those two things are extremely important, uh, you know, you don't have to exercise every, almost every day like I do, but just to start doing something, you know, whether it's walking or, or doing stuff around your house where you're active. Uh, and the other thing that has really helped me is meditate, meditating. I, I meditate every morning and, uh, I've already talked about meditating and it's such a, such a good thing. I think the missing link for for bipolar disorder treatment. You know, we we all have to be honest with ourselves first. Who we are, what makes us tick, what we need to have a happy and productive life. I mean, when we're depressed, we don't we can't even think about that. So but you know, we we really do to prevent getting into depression or when we are, to start thinking about what we can do to make our lives better or to get on a better get on a better path um, we must never give up on ourselves we all go through rough or bad times uh, and they're not pleasant or fun at all but things do get better we have to believe that because it's true I I never thought that my life could be as good as it has been for the past 18 months but doing all the positive productive things consistently has definitely helped my moods stay steady and given me a life 
that I like and that I am proud of and I'm proud of myself and that goes a long way. You know, the other thing is that we all have to make good decisions and be vigilant about our mental health. Uh, and we have to trust in those who love us, those that we know really do love us and want the best for us. And because sometimes when we're, our moods take, take a hold of us, we're not thinking clearly. And we don't know who to trust or should we trust anyone? I can only trust myself. Well, no. We all should have loved ones out there, you know, who do believe in us and who want the best for us. You know, and doctors and therapists also want the best for us and are trying to help us, whether it's with therapy or with psych meds, you know, appointments that we have, we can talk to them. Uh, All those things are so helpful uh, to our moods and our episodes. We have to remember, all of us have to try and always remember every day all the good things we have in our life. You know, it may not be a ton of great things, good things like we think other people have, but, you know, what's good for us, what makes us happy, there are good things that we are lucky and proud of and fortunate for you know we we can't compare ourselves to others I mean we have a mental illness I mean comparing ourselves to someone who doesn't have a mental illness well, look how productive he is look at this job or all that money and blah blah, blah or, you know great for them we have an illness but we have to be vigilant about it and and do what we can do to give ourselves the best life possible you know listening to this podcast listening to other podcasts about bipolar disorder that's a that's a good thing a good step that we're taking I listen to uh, several podcasts about bipolar disorder uh, Mr. Joe's bipolar podcast uh, bipolar style psych central uh, bipolar schizophrenic uh, podcast they're all very very helpful to me and you know I I highly recommend you know continuing to listen and finding uh, other podcasts to listen to thank you very much uh, for being here uh, for listening to me I, I guess I got a little upset you know talking about some of this uh, but it is helpful to talk about it because I, I don't want to forget, you know, how, how bad things were and all the good things I've done to ensure that that has not happened for all this time now. And I want it to continue to happen. If anyone has any questions or would like to communicate with me, uh, please know that you can email me at any time. I will absolutely respond, get back to you within a day or a day or two. Uh, my email is 6six.steelstrings at gmail.com. 
S-T-E-E-L strings at gmail.com. You know, we can, we can definitely do this and overcome things we never thought we could. And I'm living proof of that. Uh, I'm here for you. I, I believe in you, you know, and, uh, I'm willing to listen anytime anyone wants to get in touch with me. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back in a week. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about next. I have some ideas of things, but uh, I hope everyone has a great week and you're doing well. And if you're you're not, you know, talk to your doc or talk to a loved one or, you know, just give some thought and don't let a depression take hold of you or get the best of you because things do get better. Thanks again.